This is your boy Isaiah Cassidy, one half of your House of Glory World Tag Team Champions and one half of your FTW World Tag Team Champions. You are now rocking with TRSS. I'm Batman. Hey guys, this is Sonya Strong, and you're listening to the regular season forecast. I'll be back. Hey, how's it going? It's your boy Terry Funk, the old funkster, and I'm listening to the regular season sportscast over here at the Double Cross Ranch. And what does that mean? That means that I have to take public transportation or walk. Whatever. But yeah, you, 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 if, I bet you if I tell you there was any in the building, you'd be over here. Boy, I would have got here at the same time. <laughs> you wouldn't have drunk it. Uh, we, we'd be right now where we at. No, nah, you ain't lying, though. <laughs> I mean, just, just, just sitting there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just having it at his look at a, look at us. I got here before 8 o'clock, though, bro. Very good, though. That's Because I, 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 I want people to know that you were in the building. Thank you. Shit. Respect to God. Whatever. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Regular Season Sportscast. I am your host, Jay the Red Santee, here to bring to you another week of sports information, news, ridiculousness, and goddamn buffoonery. And believe me, this week, there's nothing but buffoonery on deck. Speaking of buffoonery, I have in the building, in the TRSS studios... A returning guest, one of our contributors to the show, which we haven't heard from in a long time. A good, good, close friend of mine. He's probably one of my dearest and darkest friends. Uh, <laughs> oh it's everybody's uncle, Uncle Fred. What up? What's good? What's good, Sidney? Yo, what's up, man? You like, I mean, shit. Like, you've been MIA, son. I mean, that's what I do. I wasn't in Miami, but I was out of town. Shit! Like, can you put the microphone closer to your lips? I mean, I know that you got. <laughs> I don't do the mic by the lips. There we go. Because I figured that I bet you it was vagina. You'd be all up on it. Absolutely. <laughs> so this week, there's a lot of bullshit that went on, man. For real, this is. I mean, it's it's crazy. The news was just popping. That's why I cho- I choose now to do the shows on Friday because usually I do it on on early on because of the NFL season. Now that the season's over, now I can start wrapping up and hopefully I can get the shows uploaded by Saturdays. And it's just like, whenever I do, I, I got to show, I forgot what it, oh, hold on, hold on. I got to show you guys who's watching on the live stream round. Shout out to all you guys who are on the live stream right now on my Facebook page. It's my personal page and I'm also sharing it on the Jay Santee Facebook page, so check it out. Guys, I want to make sure that you guys see, I do notes and it day by day I just walk past and I just scribble in the notes. And I, I look at this stuff by the time Showtime starts, and I go, I don't think I'm going to talk about half this shit because there's a lot of shit that's on there. Like, I really try to, like, I, I really try to jam everything in. Like, you know, you, you've been there where you try to jam everything in. I fit it in all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so, like, I try to, like, put everything all in at one time. But hey, you, you can't. Wow. Sometimes you got you to gotta, you gotta take a step back. Wow. I don't know. That was... <laughs> that was 
open to say a bunch of things with that. Right? Yeah, 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 man. We'll, we'll leave that one alone. Mm-hmm. Once again, I want to thank you guys for being a part of the regular season sportscast. You guys can check us out on the social media. You can check us out on Facebook, the regular season sportscast. That's the group page. You could also check me out on Instagram, the regular season sports, as well as on Twitter, RWJ Santi. Also check out the YouTube page, which is the regular season sportscast page. We got uploaded videos and music on there. And uh, more stuff coming on along the line. You guys got to check that out. Finally, check out my Snapchat. It's at uh, Waterbed Red RW. Check that out. That's more, a little bit more personal, but it's a little bit more fun. So you guys can check it out. I just do like dumb shit on there. And and finally, listen. I didn't even know this shit was on there, but finally, check it out on the RageWorks.net. Check out the shop page, dudes. Move your head for a little bit. Move your head. Shirts. The regular season sports cast has shirts. Dudes, get up on it, y'all. For real. Check rageworks.net slash shop. You could get t-shirts. You could get the long sleeve. You, you can put your head back now. It's all right. You can go back on it. <laughs> now you want me to move my head back and forth? Right? That's crazy. You get the t-shirts. You get them hoodies. You could get the four logos all on one, or you could get each one individually, football, baseball, basketball, and the hockey, whatever. Dudes, check it out. And there's also tons of other apparel there. So check it out. Uh, you can check it out on the, the regular season sportscast on my Instagram. I have the links there. But also check out uh, right at RageWorks.net. It's there. It, 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 I, 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 was, I was in shock. I, 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 felt, I, I felt like I, I hit the mountaintop. Not yet, because there's still more shit I gotta start. Well, I start making the mountaintop when I start making some bread off this shit. That's when. That's when I know I'm at the top. Let me start making some money off of this. I, uh, are you gonna buy a shirt? Of course, I buy shirts. You full of shit. You ain't for me right. To... I'm getting it for free. Exactly. I self promote you, bro. Thank you. So this week, Jesus Christ. Well, before I get into all that stuff, where are you coming from today? What you was getting into? Any um any basketball tournaments? Um, no, not today, not this weekend. Everything is actually no. Let me reframe that. Yeah, my tournament is starting off tomorrow, ten o'clock, early in the morning at Family Academy. Come holler. Where's that at? Where's Family Academy? Family Academy is on Van Sicklin and Linden Boulevard. Ten to five tomorrow. What um? What what age groups are you? Uh... Age groups tomorrow, seventeen and under, girls and boys, and I believe on Sunday we have fifteen and under. And where? Uh, how long is the tournament for? The tournament is gonna go up until I believe May. Oh, okay, so good. So guys, check that out. Uh, if you guys are in the New York City area, it's in Brooklyn. Uncle Fred is out there coaching. Uh, he might have his mock neck or his V neck on, or, or uh, you know, he look, got that John Legend. Nah, uh, bro, I might have that black and white on. Maybe you got that black and white. Oh, you might. Oh, what? I might be reference. Oh, yeah. just shit! Never just never. Know. Oh. Got the whistle, official Mm. tissue. (laughs) That'll be that's something different. I want you to come check me out though, personally. No, no, I do got to go out there. I've been my schedule's freed up a little bit. We'll get into that later, but (laughs) that's after the mics go off. Whoa, yeah. So this week has been one of those weeks that's um, personally it's it's something that's been a little bit rough. But on a professional note, went out there, started pitching the show. Uh, not even pitching. I, I met a couple of people. Uh, big shout out to Rich from RageWorks.net. That's my, my super producer as well. Also, I got super producer in the back, Sally. That's she, she people's back there. You already y'all know about her. Uh, 
went to go do a meet and greet out there for a podcast. It was a meetup, like a lot of people in the city who are involved in doing podcasts and such. You know, they come together and they come up to help each other bring up new ideas and stuff. So it was my first meet meet up with with these guys. It, it was pretty cool, man. It it, it was. It made me ambitious. Remember, we used to have the fire when we was coaching, when we first started coaching the, the Beacon teams and all that, and we felt like, yo, we could take these these guys anywhere. Mm-hmm. I started getting that like that feeling again. Like, so I'm, what were you talking about then? I didn't really talk much. Like, I just was doing a lot of listening, you know what I'm saying, doing that whole observ- like, observing how the flow was. That's not even you. It, well, it, it's not, but when you go into like something like that, but this, man, I'm only, uh, you know, 30-some-odd episodes in, although I'm, I, you know, I, I may seem professional when I play one on TV. But it's like, this is something different, and especially how everybody had their different subject matter and topics across the board on their podcast. I wanted to gain a sense of what, you know, how these people are working, their inner workings and what feedback they're getting from listeners and shit. I, you know, I, I, I do okay, man. Like, this, this show does all right. You know, I know you don't listen to it because it, it don't got sponsored by Henny on this shit. Oh, wow. Shots fired. But anyway. <laughs> You're right. I gotta start listening to it. But ask, let, me, let me let me ask you something. Is yeah. there anything that you learned from that meet and greet? I did actually. There's a lot of stuff about um, how to get your your you know your podcast out there more. How to network a little bit more. Also, they they were doing more stuff about they they show like a video clip of of how to you know work with sound effects and shit like that. That's something I ain't doing. I, I the sound effects I do, I get them here. I just push a button, and it's yeah. And it's there. We don't need no stinking yeah, I just pressed a button. They were just showing you how to make sounds. I was like, I'm good. That's a little bit too advanced for my ass. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna check out the next one and see how that's gonna go. Uh, and hopefully, you know, maybe maybe we could get some some money coming this way. Man. I mean, I love doing the show. Don't get me wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with you know, hundreds hundred something listeners downloading this shit, hearing me talk, talk shit about me. Being mad at sports and drinking at the same time. Don't get me wrong. I like that shit. But, you know, at the end of the day, you do want to get paid for this shit. Fuck that. You want to get some guap. <laughs> get some guap for this shit. So this week, the general rundown will be uh, this week's rant. I want to talk about uh, the changes that they've made in the NFL for the rules. The the commissioners had their, their meetings this, this past week. And I... <sighs> I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know what happened to the football we once loved before. It, it's become. It's become pussified. If you don't mind me saying so. That's a fact, but that's <laughs> something we will get in detail because I have a lot to say about that. Um, with that being said, we also got March Madness continues. Uh, you you expressed that you didn't do your brackets this year for the first time. Don't worry about Syracuse. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Mister Behind himself. You already know. Uh, we're gonna talk. The uh, uh the Dwight Howard situation with the whole stick, I'm like, what the fuck? Also, I, I wanted to get into some slight conversation that the MLB is still distraught about, which is how the fuck are you still mad about bat flipping? I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Also want to go into more in depth about uh, the whole Cuban-American baseball game that brought the, the the countries together and people are just uh, up at arms about it. Whatever. There's other shit going on in the world and you pissed off about that. I have on deck, I have an interview with Mr. Steve Resk from SRG Universe. Dudes, you guys got to check out this interview. It's crazy. Guy has like, man, got 
the trading cards has uh, the clothing line, the of cl- clothes line. Yo, that yo, y'all got to get up on it, man. I got two hats. I went and bought them and made sure that it was it was official for me. And, and that's just is like it, it'll match anything you wear. New Jordan is coming out. You got hats for that shit for real. So uh, yeah, you guys got to check out the interview. He goes real real deep about how how the progress goes with. It, it, just, just making starting from the bottom and becoming an entrepreneur is is a real cool interview. So you guys uh, be sure to take a listen for that. That'll be on this episode. I do turbocal tabloid. We're gonna be talking about uh, Raw and um, WrestleMania coming up. Uh, just, just slightly touch upon that stuff, and then at the end we'll be closing it out. So you guys take a listen. Be sure you uh, strap in if you're drinking. Tip one back for us because we drinking now. And if you're taking a shit, make sure you wipe your ass clean. We'll be back in a second. Hey, Lakers fans. I'm sorry how your season's going. This song goes out to you. The Lakers can't win anymore. Driving through the hole is no longer allowed. Can't even shoot the ball anymore. The real team in LA's the Clippers now. Some teams just work things out, but Kobe just chose to walk away. Let's just watch as the Lakers run dry. We can watch as Kobe says goodbye. Let's just watch as the Lakers go dry. Kobe so embarrassed he has to retire. Say goodbye, Kobe. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. This week's rants. This 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 week's 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 rants 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 rants. All right, so. But this week's rants, we got to talk about what the hell is going on with the NFL and their fucking policy changes and rules and shit. Uh, first of all, I, I've been a football fan since I was a wee lad, since I was, I'm, I'm going to say about eight, nine years old. I fell in love with the, the, the sport of football. I know you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I know you've been diehard, black and yellow for, for years. Forever. So... You know, and you grew up at the time because you 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 are you're a tad bit older than me. You're you're, you're a fine gentleman of an age. I'm a seventies baby. <laughs> you 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 were the you're the time of the steel curtain. Absolutely. You grew up you grew up in the age of football where men were men and they played the sport. Yes. What do you think is happening to the fucking sport nowadays? Um. Besides the fact that they're trying to really protect everybody. Um. It's just changing the game for the fact of when I used to watch it in the 80s and the 90s of hard-hitting defenses being what they need to be. Like, everything right now is just all about fast-paced offense. And is that football, just scoring touchdowns and winning games by that way? I, I don't think so. All right. Let me see. Let me, it's funny because, I, I to me, I think the game has become not about – protecting the players is about protecting the fucking owners and such it's the business end has more 
reared its, itself than the, the 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 players being able to play the game they're supposed to because none of the players are really bitching about this. Nobody's complaining about it. It's it's more on the end. I mean, they weren't complaining about the rules. They were complaining about the changes now. That's what that's what the complaints are at. Let me see if I can play a video about uh, this is from um, NFL.com to see what the the, the changes that were being made. This is just ridiculous. I'm telling you. I, I, I'm, I'm not pleased with this at all. During the offseason, several rules were changed and clarifications made. These changes are the result of many hours of discussion the league. and film study. Before any rule is changed, the competition committee receives input from coaches, general managers, ownership. Yeah, fuck it. The fucking NFL video feed isn't working, so fuck it. I'll just go it off the cuff. All right. One of the rules that that's I'm fucked up about is the kickoff rule. Whereas now they're moving the touchback from the twenty yard line to the twenty five yard line. Uh, this is this is supposed to protect the returner. How like in in any event now it's going to be even more. And don't chew pop, uh, freaking potato chips while you're on the mic. <laughs> No, honestly, this is this is this is going to protect them. How? Because in any case, this is actually going to entice them to come out even more. You know, now now they're going to be a little bit more anxious to want to instead of breaking the twenty, now they want to break the twenty five. Any case, kickoffs, punt returns, that shit is violent. In any case, there's there's nothing that you can do to change that shit unless you just fucking say you kick it off. And it goes in the end zone. They start at the 50. I, I guess. That's the only thing you could tell me. And even then, you can still have fucking knuckleheads. The other rule is now the chop block rule. Okay. Chop blocking, I can understand there's a problem with that. But there's a thin line with a chop block and a cut block. If a lot of people don't know football, there's a difference. Chop blocking is where a offensive player or anybody who's in in a position of being blocked if it's cut below the waist and taken off their foot from their thigh from their waist down and taken off blindly now there's two forms of this there's the like i said the chop and the cut when you're engaged with somebody else with somebody else make sure that's clear yeah somebody else when you're engaged with somebody else Mm -hmm. then that is pertaining to chop. When you're not engaged, it's a cut block. Yes. So they're, they're, there's going to be a lot of discrepancies with that. A lot of people are going to, a lot of players are going to have problems with that. Although it's it's understandable why this is happening, but you're going to have to make a defined definition of what is going to be considered the cut and the chop. Another one is now where they're trying to follow in the ways of FIFA which is the soccer organization in which if a player is given two personal fouls, they'll be ejected from a game. I agree. I agree. You agree with that? Yes. Now here's the problem with that. My, my, my understanding will be this players are, have already been prone and trained and coached to play in a certain way. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are vets. I can mm-hmm. understand coming out of college, coming through, going, coming through the ranks. You can get them there right at the, right at the door. Boom. We already have a lot of vets there. And once again, this is another thing that's going to be a thin line in which you have to explain to them and reprogram them on how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Your player gets a personal foul. 
Now he's playing soft for the rest of the game because he doesn't want to get ejected. And you're giving him two personal fouls. But no, no, no. It's not two personal fouls. It is um, two unsportsmanlike fouls that can get you ejected, which is different from two personals. No. Yeah, it is know, cleanly here. It's, it's too unsportsmanlike. Okay, right here. Uh, yeah, as of as of the NFL ruling, it says two personal fouls. So they really need on that, and this is what on NFL.com it has it here: two personal fouls, which means uh, they have to basically give the severity of what they're considering that personal foul. I, I, it's it's like I said, one of those things that's a real it's a real thin line, and and, and it, you're you're really changing the complexity of the game now. No, there is, but I believe that it has to be different. That's not clear because the fact is that a pass interference is a personal foul. So if you get two pass interference, are you kicked out the game? Oh, okay. All no. right. This, all right. This is where. All right. This is where. Right, this is where it get cleaned up. I, I'm seeing it right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, personal fouls. I, it, uh, okay. They're clearing it here as two personal fouls will, 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 can result in, in an unsportsmanlike conduct. Mm-hmm. Where the two unsportsmanlike conducts could be an ejection. Such as what? They, it's not defined yet. Because they really can't. Right. So, now you're going to have players playing on edge. Like they've been. They've, they've been. Now mm-hmm. it's going to even be worse. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand that, they, they, you know, players are... are, are Having their 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 careers shortened and 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 I and I said this in early episodes. I said when you're going into a, a sport like this, and this could be any sport, you know the risk, you know the factors that are involved in this. You know if if somebody offered you a hundred million dollars for the rest of your life, but they're going to tell you your your lifespan is going to be cut by ten by ten years, would you still take the hundred million dollars? Yes. And this is what exactly what what's happening. But this this is they say that and I understand what you're saying because that's just where it's at. You know, but the game is violent at the same time. Yeah. You can't you can't pause a hit if you're running forty, fifty miles per hour because the game is I gotta knock the ball out of your hand or knock you out the game. And right now they're changing the whole game for that. I'm just saying, um, I think this is more of the owners and the commissioner protecting themselves, especially when it, 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 they're they're going to be looked at and possibly investigated about the concussion situation. It's the money to lawsuits, and it's monies and the lawsuits that's going on. So I think they're now trying to protect themselves. And the most ridiculous thing is that at these at these meetings in which they were they were they were having these policies and changes and rule changes happening, no one from the the players' association was represented at these meetings. Not one person. So all these rules and regulations that were being changed and altered were done without representation by the players themselves. I think that's ridiculous. And at the end of the day, you guys really need to check yourself and find out, is this going to be the NFL or this is going to be flag football? Squash! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! And saying fuck you really is for all those who got their brackets busted this past fucking week's. Uh, <laughs> March Madness is continuing And excuse me if you guys are hearing some audio behind us But we are watching Mar- March Madness as well Who's playing now? What they have on there? That's um, uh, Virginia and Whoever the fuck yeah. 
Yeah, they're playing. Uh, listen, uh, my shit got. I, I, I'm like so out of it. Like I, I'm so pissed off. Like it's just the, this was like the year of the underdog, but then it was also the year that the ones were able to still stay in play. <laughs> it's like you got the 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 lesser of both evils going on and shit. I had Kansas going all the way through. So so far. I mean, it's not like I'm winning shit anyway, but I do have to say that this has probably one of been it's been probably the most entertaining uh, uh, NCAA tournament in a while. But you, isn't that what you want? Yeah, you do. You really do. We haven't had that in a while, though. You know, you you, you always get the what you call it the 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 the, the, the quintessential guys who you figured was going to be in a Final Four, and now you have it, it's fun because now you might have a possibility. Uh, of of seeing some 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 Cinderellas actually pushing through, so I, I I'm his, I, if you're a betting man, you you already fucked. I I, I looked at my t- <laughs> you're already fucked. Yes, yes, you are. But once again, we, since you're 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 a man who who coaches basketball and such, we we've always said and we've always in you know tried to instruct our players when when I coach as well that if there's a if there's a, a style of basketball that you want to watch is college basketball. Pure fundamentals, down a down home, you know, not the flash as it, as you would think in the NBA because it's such a different speed. When you when you talk to your kids about college basketball, what do you let them know about? For one, I wish my kids watch college basketball, but some of them really don't because it's not flashy. Mm. But what I try to get them to understand is the the communication is better than it is in the NBA, where the kids talk. They talk on defense, they talk on offense, and just the constant movement. If you've been watching, like, Villanova, they run, like, a 1-4 set, which is constantly just passing the ball to the wing mm-hmm. and then moving and then reacting to what the defense gives you. Like, a lot of kids don't understand the fact is if you pass the ball once, to twice, three times, there's somebody going to be open right after that. And that's basketball. Right. You see, but it's funny because somebody put up a video of what – how Golden State plays, and even even San Antonio played that way, where it's that extra that extra pass that can open up a play. The, these I, I, I'm I'm grateful that now you can see teams in the NBA show that, but you still have those players who think it's all about the running gun and you know making that big play when they have you know making it seem like they have to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I like college football. Excuse me, college basketball because it's all about you can see the network of team play there. Whoa, 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 by the way, who's your favorite team again? Cuse. The <laughs> Cuse, and we play tonight at nine forty-seven. Okay, so I'll make sure. I'll make sure uh, that Gonzaga. We'll be finishing the, the the recording by this by that time. We'll, For sure, we'll, we'll make sure it's done. Uh, yeah, so guys, check it out next week. You you'll be seeing the the wrapping up of. The NCAA tournament, and I hope you guys are still in the mix. Oh, hell no. So, you know, I, there, there's still this constant debate about the, the 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 whole bat flipping situation in the MLB. It's like, really? I I I think the MLB, I think baseball in itself is still a old fashioned run of the mill sport. That just cannot conform with the times. NBA has I, I love the NBA because the NBA has embraced what 
the culture is. And I'm not saying culture as in like, you know, the majority of the league is black. It's just the way that the culture is when it comes to style, when it comes to adapting to, you know, technologies, to becoming a, a, a quintessential part. Hell, NBA.com and the, the NBA networks, they have like a, a, a program or, or, or a, a section in their websites that's just fixated on style, on the fashion of players. Where Major League Baseball has not yet to embrace, you know, beards. Like, there's still fucking facial hair rules on teams. Uh, Dom Adamy, who just took over the Miami Marlins, he has a facial hair rule. Like that old George Steinbrenner shit with the Yankees. Like it, it, it's still, and it still seems like it's just very, very outdated. And now there's a problem with players who hit a home run, they know it's gone, and flip the bat as they're trotting to first base. To, to be honest, this is something that was brought upon by Latin players. This is this is this is this is something that's happened because this was done by Latin players during uh uh during, during the Caribbean plays when they had those those tournaments and stuff like that you would see it and it was allowed you see it in 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 back in in you know the Dominican Republic Puerto Rico does it hell I see motherfuckers do it in a softball league like it's like this is just one of those things, and yes, I I I I, I pigeonhole softball leagues because in my in my neck of the woods ain't nothing but Puerto Ricans and Dominicans playing in them shits. But now there's a there's a thing saying that it's uh, I believe Goose Gossage has made an added saying that it's very immature and it's it's very nerdy for players to do that. What's your thought about it? Well, actually, doing that, which I'm not really against, but it's just should we say that it's Showing up people. And I'm not against showing up the pitcher. He makes a bad pitch. You knock it out the park. You give it to him like, yeah. But baseball is different than any other sport because baseball is definitely trying to get you to not be the I person on the team. That's just the difference with baseball. There's nobody that they want to be that person on the team. All right. So what about about a pitcher who has runners on second and third? He's got two outs. He got a two and two count. He throws a high fastball and catches the batter swinging, and he pumps his fist for the strike after the strikeout. Is that okay? Is it okay? Yes, but then again, no, it's not. Not in baseball. <laughs> you see, not in baseball. <laughs> or 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 uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, well, not even. Let's say uh, you got Trout. He goes out. He runs out a long, long fly ball deep in the center, and climbs the wall and pulls one back in. And he's excited. He's done fucking jumping jacks after he caught that shit. Is that allowed? In baseball? No, it's not. That's only because you said the, the key factor. A lot of the owners in baseball are very old. And their traditional type of thing is make a play, move forward. Yeah, act like you've been there before. Yes. I don't know. I, like I said, I think, I think Major League Baseball is, although these past few years they've been slowly progressing back, into the fold financially and their popularity. But I think if they would start embracing the culture of their players and the fans alike, it would be 
instead of worrying about uh, how fast the games are, worry more about how the presentation is and how you guys are able to push forward with making baseball what it once was. Oh, no. So, <sighs> continuing with dumb shit. Seems as though Dwight Howard outed himself this week by saying that he's used stick'em during a game to give him better grip while playing. In case you don't know, Dwight Howard plays center for the Houston Rockets. And what's the purpose of using stick'em again in basketball? I don't, I don't, I don't see it. In baseball, we use we use uh, stick'em to get a better grip on the bat. Uh, illegally, some pitchers might use it to get a better grip on the ball to pitch. Football, it's used illegally at times to catch a football. Purpose on using it for basketball? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't I, I I would think that it would make you shoot work like horribly are you using it to get more rebounds like the ball's gonna stick to your hand and and then what like it wouldn't be harder to pass the ball after you get a fucking rebound I believe Dwight Howard is just thriving for attention that he's been <laughs> lacking for a while so basically he doesn't choose to want to play hard rebound the ball make free throws. And score. So he wants to go cop out and be like, you know what? I can't do these things on a regular basis. So let me just put stick them on my hands, confess that to to the media, and once again I'll be relevant. That's just all he's doing. You me. might you might you might have a you might have a point on that because they just was said uh, on Bleacher Report that he's actually considering making a return back to the Orlando Magic, and. At this point, I don't even think they would want his ass back. <laughs> He's become such a cancer to himself and to teams that I think he's he's caused himself to be not wanted. He's going to be the the uh, the anti player for anybody who's who's searching for it. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't understand what what's his point. The league has already said that they're not going to find him, but they gave him a strict warning. I, I I just I just find it to be some dumb shit. <laughs> All I want to say to comp- to also explain that if Shaq doesn't like you, the league doesn't like you because who does not like Shaq? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The regular season sportscast. All right, guys, I want you guys to sit back and just chill out for a little bit. Once again, I want to thank. Mr. Uncle Fred for being here. I'm not throwing you out, but I'm just, I'm just letting you know that uh, I'm about to segue into something that you just might not be too into because you're not a fan of it. But with that, you can still stick around for a little bit, take a listen, take a gander of what's going on. Uh, any social media sites you want to shout out? You want to shout out at any any of uh, your events? Like you, like you said, you have the tournament that's coming up and anything else you got out there? Well, once again, you can check. My tournament out at Family Academy, which starts tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning. It goes from 10 to 6. Um, 17 under boys and girls, as well as 15 and under boys. Um, our website is um, um, Instagram at BTG underscore Warriors. Also, we have a Facebook. I mean, right now, I just... I'm having a good time, so basically, I just everybody everybody sees that do that whenever they come in here. They just like when they come when I when I put them on the spot to do their social media, they just draw a blank. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. but you can check out BTG Warriors on Facebook dot, dot, uh, on Facebook. Just search it; you, you'll Absolutely. find it there because I, I found it easy there as well. 
Once again, let's, let me just drop ours. Social media site, you get the regular season sportscast on Facebook. It's an open group page. Listen, I, I hate seeing closed group pages. I, I don't get it. The reason why you make a fucking page is so that everybody can be involved and share. And admins, stop the bullshit and only being the only ones to fucking provide information. Don't be a dick. Let other people share. That's what the community is about, all right? It's it's just some real dickhead shit that you do that for. Everybody's supposed to be able to fucking share information. Run your page. Stop being so fucking lazy. Also, on Instagram, the regular season sportscast, you could get there. I put up stuff every day. Like, today was Friday. I put up Funny Fridays. I am also putting up uh, just links to getting... The apparel for the show, just check it out. You guys gonna be you, you you can get all this all the information for the show through the Instagram as well as on my Twitter page at RWJ Santi. Subscribe to the YouTube page, the regular season sportscast, and my Snapchat, Waterbed Red RW. Yes. It's popping bitches. Coming up, SRG Universe's Steve Resk. The guy has clothing line is being worn by top wrestlers i just saw that he posted pictures of kevin nash wearing the clothing line apparel uh sammy callahan uh rob van dam yo it's it they they, they're getting it lit over there i i I gotta respect the game that's going on as well as that trading card game i gotta get up on it because that slg shit it's like pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh for wrestling fans you guys gotta check it out and be sure be sure to once again Check out everything you want to check out, all geeky at RageWorks.net. That's RageWorks.net. You got everything there from my show, other podcasts such as My Take Radio, uh, The Buried Show, Black is the New Black. You can also check out all the reviews and previews that they have. We also have contests that run there constantly. And check out RageWorks.net forward slash shop so you can get yourself TRSS apparel. All right? So, guys, sit back. Get ready for... SRG Universe. SRG create the trading card. It, it, is it anywhere in comparison with you know how kids could play Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that? Is it is it is it that is, is it that easy to pick up or difficult to pick up? Uh, we we are probably the easiest game to pick up on the market, maybe even ever. You know, we have a thing we call it Play It Forward. That after a game intro that takes under 60 seconds you play one full game and you should be able to teach somebody else how to play with it without any assistance yeah because i have it's been working really great yeah i have an eight-year-old who's into like stuff like that and i'm like really i want to she's a big wrestling fan but i want to like try to invite her into doing that so i don't feel like i'm the only dork in the house or geek or somebody like that doing it i don't want to be the grown guy doing that but i wanted to but it also looks like so fun because i see like guys on youtube doing it is it that like has it become such a mass uh 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 uh, uh, grouping that people are getting into these 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 past couple of i mean what's great about it is how I designed this game, I used to play another wrestling game when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was my favorite hobby. You know, it was this game called World Deal. 
but it was so complicated, you know, more so than a Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, that for me to give it to a new player, that they would they would play for months and never be able to beat an old player. Like I compare it to chess. You know, when you accumulate so much skill in something right. that that somebody else couldn't play it. Now, as somebody who likes games and hanging out, and loves wrestling, I wanted to make a game that I could play with my friends competitively but still sit down with a child and have them actually have a chance of beating me. And to me, like that's the fun about what that's the appeal to wrestling that anything can happen. You know, like obviously in the super show, you have this element of strategy to it, but since there's dice rolling involved, like I can sit across from an eight year old or a 10 year old, as I do every week at the after school program. And, you know, one out of three times they could actually, you know, get a win against me. Right. So, and if you see our live events that we do when we run in shops, you know, just this week we had a 10-year-old play. Um, we had 25-year-olds, 40-year-olds, and he got a couple wins, which is cool. When we do Gen Con, we get like 40, 50. We get people from like 14 years old to 50, and you get a different mix of, you know, who's winning and how it goes. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. You guys, uh, you just guys stepped into the conversation that here at TRSS with my guy from SRG, my man Steve. He's, he's introducing just our, our listening audience to SRG universe and what, what they have in store, their trading cards, their, the clothing line. It's, it's, it's about to go down. I, and I am going to pitch some ideas and see if SRG themselves would want to, uh, possibly, uh, take some of my ideas and run with it because, Although I don't have the backing, I, I I'm willing to share my ideas for 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 anyone who's ever able to take it. So how's it going, man? It's going excellent as always, man. You know, like you say, you got a lot of good things going on on our end. You know, meet a lot of new people. Got no complaints at the moment. Yeah, man. I see. I I I saw you guys. You, you guys put up a booth at each time we we will go to House of Glory, and I was always interested in seeing what's going on with you guys development i saw the signs i see the trading cards and then up next came you know the clothing line uh the clothes line uh the apparel it it looks real uh, it it looks approachable as in anybody could just wear it it doesn't look it's like too over the top it doesn't look too um gimmicky it looks really really simplistic but yet so cool like how did you guys get into the whole uh the 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 apparel before we go into the trading card thing how did you guys walk into the doing the apparel the, the clothing line well, me, I like to get my hands in a whole bunch of different things. And um, I got together with a couple guys, this guy Bilo Beats, who's a DJ and he's doing amazing right now, and this guy Jose Nova, who's you know, a young rapper from Queens. And we had the idea to collaborate to make music for Ken Broadway. And you know, the Ken Broadway music, that was SRG. We came together, we made that, and it was a big hit. So we wanted to shoot a music video. So I was talking to, you know, some of the guys over at House of Glory saying we should bring in a clothing line for the music video. And when we wanted to rent the space to film, he said, you know, I always wanted to do a clothing line for wrestling. And I said, you know, I have some contacts at some factories and some things that I'd love to do. You know, I'd love to be a part of it. And, you know, my my uh, mentality always is to try to be a catalyst. You know, you said you mentioned you had an idea. If somebody has an idea, you got to go with it, you know, and, and people are willing to work towards it. So just like with the card game, I wanted to design clothing for what I like, you know, simple, very comfortable, and, you know, to the point. This is the clothing line for wrestling fans and for world champion wrestlers. So we basically we made really, really high-quality T-shirts. You know, they had bags and tags and our own custom logos, 
and the reception on them was, you know, really, really great people. Like you said, they were wearing them to match their sneakers, their hats, their coats, and everybody wanted them in the three colors. And then after, you know, the shirts became like an overnight, it was like a phenomenon. You go to a wrestling show and there are 20, 30 people wearing clothesline shirts, you know, and you see guys like Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, like all the wrestlers that were coming to town wanted to wear it. It was all over the place. So then, then we started doing, you know, hoodies and hats and things like that, but always just keep into the same thing. We want to be just simple, nice, casual wear, athletic wear. That's nothing crazy over the top. You know, just branding for wrestlers and wrestling fans in general is what we're going for. Yeah, and and that's the that's the the big eye catching thing that you get. It's once you see it, but I, like you said, so it being so simplistic, you already know what it is. Like the, when I saw it, because I, I, I went to the booth and I, I the hats was was what got me. I saw the hats and I just like lost it. I was like, I gotta get me a hat because that's that's my whole gimmick now with with, with the show i want to be recognized for a hat and my headphones and when i saw that hat i was like oh shit i gotta get one the only thing i walked away was i didn't get a black and white one i need a black and white. so the next time i see you are you guys gonna be at the uh house of glory uh uh april 9th show we will definitely be at house of glory april 9th show um i hope we have some more black and white fitteds because those sold out super super fast which is great you know yeah um we got some the flex fit black and white now, but I'll I'll make sure I have at least one for you. Thank you, because that's exactly that's what I'm looking for. I got like a whole like thing going on. <laughs> I have like a whole outfit yeah, ready yeah. for that day. But with that, it, it's it's are, are you guys looking to grow with you know more than with the apparel? Like I said, it, it it's so simplistic. It, it also it kind of reminds me of how simple the NWO shirts were. Like they just had just the 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 the, the, the initials, and that's it. You know, and it was just that broad. Are you guys looking to expand more into possibly, you know, redesigning different different um, apparel? Well, I think we're going to do more stuff, but it's going to be a lot of the same simple design. You know, just our logo, the two logos we use. Right. Nothing too fancy, nothing too crazy. Because I feel like the message of what we're looking to promote is is really what makes us so popular. Again, it's you know the brand for champion wrestlers, and it's a brand you know for wrestling and that's why people get so behind it you know like you have so many other different brands trying to step up and doing so many different things that it's hard to tell one from the other right and it's hard to even know that they're all uniform you know unified now with clothesline with you know deduct the clothesline brand you see guys from wwe tna roh house of glory like all these guys wearing it and right away you know that it's all under the same roof and it's and a, I think it, that it's a big explosion, well, like you just had, like you just said it. Everybody just started wearing it, right? And I think that that's part of you know the simp- the the high quality stuff we're using and the simple design, and the fact that we you know we take care of so many wrestlers. Like what we've been doing now too is guys who put on the match of the night, you know, or guys that come in from out of town. We make sure they leave with a whole bunch of merch. You know, we know that they're traveling and they got to do laundry, so right. if they can leave with four or five shirts and a hat, they're happy as can be. And also, when you know a guy comes in and they steal the show, it's our way of saying like, "Hey, thank you, man." Right, that's that's awesome. That's pretty cool. And and it's not like it's some hokey, uh, thrifty kind of thing. This is some, like you said, legitimate stuff. Like I still, I still have my shirts in the bag because I'm yet to like not want to pull them out yet because they look that good. 
And the same with my hats. I think I probably worn one of my hats maybe one time because I'm like, shit, I don't even want to take it off the shelf yet. They look really, really good. So when when you're when you're coming up with, I mean, how, how many people are under you know the SRG universe? How many of you guys are all tied in to, to getting SRG to, to to where it's at now? SRG started uh, with myself and my, and then I brought on my friend John Calais, who's you know one of the smartest, most like business savvy people I ever met. He's a CPA and an accountant, and basically he was like a good uh, counterpart to me because I'm very, you know, I just kind of have ideas. I like them. I go for them. I motivate them. I needed somebody to handle some of the you know more professional aspects and coach me up on those things. Um, but with him involved, I mean we we've worked with plenty of people. I mean, our design team, we have a uh, graphic designers. We have uh, two or three that we use on a daily basis. We have one main artist. We've actually now with the second Kickstarter and thing uh, panning out, we've added three more artists for our team um, from all over the place. Some from New York, some from Chicago, New Zealand. We're using uh, an animator from Singapore um, and we just keep adding people on. And basically what we look to do is just, you know, the more product we sell, the more people we give opportunities to. Okay. So like we just worked out a contract with, um, like, Dave Cole, a phenomenal wrestler, very talented. He's doing some hand-painted Funko Pop toys for us. Oh, cool. Um, so that's basically, like, what we look to do with SRG Universe is basically um, see how big we can grow the brand and the characters. So, you know, the the more the popularity grows, the more different things we try to look to do. Like, we just actually signed um a deal with a comic book artist who's going to start doing one page a week for us of fully you know full color comic books bringing the stories that we've written and the characters even more to life than just in the game okay and how many how many wrestlers are in the in the full roster for srg's uh trading cluster like how many do you have so far so right now we just launched our second kickstarter the first kickstarter introduced three characters that was our um, I'm sorry, three box sets with six characters. So our, our main event is El Super Ombre vs. Snake Pit. Then we have um, Big Shot vs. The Rising Sun. Big Shot is just basically like a big jacked-up dude. He's the enforcer of the LFF, and he's going up against The Rising Sun, who's a former Japanese Chinese food delivery guy turned underground wrestler. So that was like our under our underdog match. <laughs> okay. Then we brought in EDM vs. Gold Standard as our first expansion. All right. EDM is like your your party goer. I like to call him like Robin of the LFF. And then Gold Standard is basically like a world traveling wrestler. She's basically the re- the best wrestler, best technical wrestler in the company. Right. From there, I mean, our stories are kind of just snowballed. We have promo characters that are crazy, like Merlin Von Berlin. He's the pretzel wizard. He was basically a pretzel salesman in the Federation <laughs> that turned into a fighter. And the world has grown, you know, decently big now. I think we have about um, 20 or 24 competitors, you know, some with major roles, some with small roles, uh, a lot of them based off people that we've met and helped out or ideas that people have pitched. And then we're also featuring, you know, real wrestlers that jump on board. The first one that we officially released was AJ Styles, and that was right before his WWE debut. So you can imagine, like, he went really quick. Wow! So they, there's got to be some. There's got to be value in that. It's that's something. That's something major right there. Yeah, and like I said, we're just doing it because we love it. And you know, for me, the best part about it as a gamer and a huge wrestling mark, like when Gargano Gargano is in the game too. Mm. And you know, when I approached him to see if he would like to do it, 
and he was like so enthusiastic and thinking it was the coolest thing ever. For me, that's the coolest thing ever still to this day. Yeah. You know, it's like they want to be in a game that we made. You know, so to me, like the excitement behind it is still there's nothing that really matches it. That guys like AJ Styles and Johnny Gargano and Amazing Red like actually want to be in the game and they think that's cool. But yeah. meanwhile, for me, I think it's the coolest thing ever. You know, I like I like the I like the blending of of, of like you said the the fictitious uh, characters that you guys come up with and then to put actual wrestlers in the mix. It it, it gives it gives an element of actually putting together your own promotion via trading cards. It sounds like it sounds like something that uh, uh, any kid or any adult could put the kid could actually have a great time doing you could actually have like parties for 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 this it seems like it seems like something that that could be like done everywhere any household who, who enjoys wrestling can do this to me it's been the ultimate experience because you know it's opened up so many different doors we're actually for the public school we're booking the first show ever and it's going to be called super show live and it's going to be um, a show we are booking exclusively for the students, or sixth, seventh, and eighth grade in one of the public schools. And you know, some guys that are actually featured in the game as their real life personas, like Ken Broadway and Smiley, are going to be the main event for that show. So we're already starting to blur the lines between like the real and the kayfabe behind like our characters. Right. You know, one of my favorite stories ever is I. A lot of people who play our games come to the indie shows that I show up to. I'm like, yo, if you like the game, they're casual wrestling fans. You got to check out like the local stuff. And one, you know, grown man came up to me. He was like, "Is the gold standard here tonight?" And I said, <laughs> "I was like, nah, he's off. He's not, you know." And that's a character just in our comic book. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's that, that, and that's what I say. It brings it brings the element to, to people to, to to see their their cards actually either come to life or the possibility. Because who knows, the gold standard could possibly become a wrestler for real, and somebody might want to see it. That's actually that's pretty dope. Did you, and that's like you know, I was just talking to my partner about that one day. Not to spoil too much stuff, but we like. Can you imagine down the line if we start booking more shows and Snake Bit comes and interferes, like people's reaction to that? You know? Right, that, that would I, that would actually be something. And then it's all it, like I said, it's another thing that which I, I we spoke about that you know with wrestling fans we have like it's a it's our own secret society. You know, a lot of people don't like to admit that they're wrestling fans, but once the conversation opens up everybody starts putting in their tidbits here and there you know it's funny and because everybody everybody does something. it you know even if it's just going back to like hulk hogan macho man days it's exactly how you say it like you'll see somebody's interest slightly get peaked in a conversation and then all of a sudden they're just snowballing like oh remember this remember that and I'm like mm-hmm. oh that's the good old days we used to call it you know no yeah, it's funny because i would um even these days where i work i i I, I walk around and I have my wrestling shirt on. I have a button down and my my button down will be open and you can see my Kevin Owens shirt or my Dean Ambrose shirt. And and, it, and a lot of people don't know what it is, but you get those one or two individuals and they'll go, oh, what's up, Owens? And it's like, well, I didn't know you were a wrestling fan. How would you know that? They 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 they, they, they come out of nowhere. And I think like what you guys are doing, it helps. Like you said, you work with kids who, who do this. It helps to embrace the culture that it's like, look, you know we get it wrestling is this and it's that but it's also you know fun it's 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 storytelling it's stuff that you know it, it, it compels us how did you get involved how, like what was your first draw into wrestling you know as a kid i always watched wrestling i grew up on bret hart and stone cold and i always loved it i did fall out of it for a little bit but i'll say to this day that you know when i, I played that wrestling game that that kept wrestling my life 
for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Dragon um, Dragon Gate Evolved, maybe 33 or 34. Um, it was very recently. My brother told me to go. I, I love Drew Galloway, right. Drew McIntyre. And it's because when I first started designing the Super Show and I brought like a prototype to get autographed, he was so receptive. He thought it was so cool. He hung out after. And then, like as a young kid, I thought I was like, this is instantly my favorite wrestler. Right. You know, he took something I showed him and he was just so genuine about it that like the next day I made him as a fantasy character. When he got released from WWE, I went to my first legitimate indie show that I could remember. And we sat front row and Drew Galloway put uh, Roderick Strong in my cousin's lap and had me and him holding him so he could chop him in the chest. Uh-huh. And I honestly had one of the best nights of my life. It was one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. AR Fox jumped off the rafters. Caleb. Uh, Conley did a Death Valley driver off the top rope, and we just had like such a great time that I instantly fell in love with indie wrestling. Yeah, so you, know, you, you must have like, been, you must have been very pleased this past week. I don't know, if, I don't know if spoiler alerts, but your boy, your boy made it. Uh, yeah, he reached an accomplishment this week. You know, it was so cool because I was watching it a little bit as I was working on the computer, and I wasn't going to watch the end. And I was like, I got to go home. I got work early in the morning. My brother was like, All right, if you're not going to watch it. Spoiler alert! He's like Drew Galloway wins the belt. Went home, <laughs> watched the whole thing. I was so happy for that. Yeah, and it's always like you said. It's always one of those those moments when you know we we've all you know if, I don't know if we've ever been to like a major wrestling promotion like the WWE, been to a pay per view, a case may be. <laughs> but it's something about when you go to an indie show in which it's there, it's personal, it's 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 close, and you get to do. You know, you get to see your favorite wrestler and you, you get to make that connection with them, even if it's for a moment. When when you go to these indie shows, like what's your like what's your biggest appeal when you go to the shows? Like what what is it that's the first thing that you want to be involved in? Well, I gotta just say going back to it, when I went to that first indie show, I spent maybe twenty five dollars to sit front row and you said it perfectly. You're you're part of the show. And then I went, you know, probably a couple of weeks after to a raw where i spent probably 200 dollars close to sat in nosebleed seats you know how to deal with commercials and all these things and like skits and it was just such a totally different feel where like you have these guys that are in an indie level they're putting it all on the line in between shows you can actually go up to them and have a conversation i'm the type of person where i like to talk to these guys right you know you could buy a t-shirt from them you end up knowing all the people in the crowd after a few shows. It becomes like a community. And not that that's lost with WWE, but it just doesn't have that like homegrown feel. Right. You know, and then it's just you have guys traveling into the company. You have more surprises. Just, there's nothing like it. I can't, I can't even explain how much I look forward to like House of Glory shows when they're a month away. Yeah, I, I, I get that sense when I, when I go to the shows. Like, it's also for me, it's a feeling where I, when I go to indie shows, it's never about the, the, the main attraction, the main event stars that are there at that moment. My, you know, like when you, when you see the, the top talent gets booked for that show for that night, let's say like a Johnny Mundo or, or a PJ Black, I'm more about when I look at, guys who are in the indies and you're you're watching him and you're like this guy can break out at any moment and he can make the main roster on a big promotion somewhere and i could be honored to say like i saw that guy like one of the big things that i when uh, we were at the house of glory show before um 
Sammy Callahan went into NXT. He had a match with uh, Brian XL. And he went in there and he, he, you know, he, he was healing it up and he actually took my sign and he ripped my sign up and, and I, I, I marked out, like I honestly marked out. And at the end, I saw him outside and I, and I said, Hey, Sammy, you tore my sign up. And he looked at me. He goes, Oh, I'm sorry about that, dude. I said, No, 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 sign it. <laughs> it's like, I just want yeah, you to sign yeah, my that piece. And that's real cool. Like, I want to see like those guys who break through. You're, you're actually able to like, you, you have these conversations with these dudes. What's usually like the vibe that you get from a lot of these guys when they're, when they're out there? Uh, are they like down to earth? How, how is it? You know, I always tell them too that I've yet to meet, and I know they're out there, you know, the real like asshole type wrestlers but the guys i met on the independent level are really really just so down to earth and so cool and i feel like you have to be to be like an independent wrestler you know like to me especially that i'm doing so much with the clothes and the cards you know that i'm not expecting them to be like so excited to see it you know at first it was hard for me as a mark to just be like hey this is what we're doing right you know but now i've noticed too like hey would you want to be in the game they're like are you kidding me like you want to make me into a comic book character that'd be the coolest thing ever and um i've developed a lot of you know friendships with a lot of them where you know i talk to them about shows and you know know a little bit about what's going in their life and to me it's still the coolest thing ever because i'll bring my friends here and i'll be like hey take a picture with the with the juice jt dunn and they'll be like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah, just walk up to him. He's like a normal person, you know? Yeah, I, I love that because since I've been around, like, the indies for, for some time, you know, and I walk into a certain place, I don't have, like, the notoriety as other individuals, but I'm kind of known. So whenever I could take my, my, my daughter or a friend of mine and I go, hey, you know, let's go see Matt Strike, and they're like, oh, he's not going to nah, – I don't think – I said, well, no, 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 it's cool. Watch this. And he'll and, and they'll interact. It's like, oh, dude, it's awesome. Like, it's just so – it's 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 that I always I always appreciate what indie indie wrestling is about and for what SLG is doing I think you guys help to invite that to others who didn't have like an understanding what indie wrestling is they just believe it's just a couple of schmucks who put a show together and just is trying to get money from the people but there's more to it and I think you guys are doing that for the masses I, you know it's really incredible I think the last House of Glory show we had about. 18 people who were just strictly card game players that came out to the show and we're really like we're bringing people who wouldn't necessarily be doing that on the weekend to the shows and they're telling me that they had the best time of their lives and to me that's the coolest thing ever and then like on the other end i'm starting to get recognized by people you know like i i went to talk to johnny gargano the other day and i was like i don't know if you remember me and he's like you know of course i remember who you are and i'm like what <laughs> like johnny gargano telling me he knows who i am you know that's just it's a really like surreal experience for me yeah oh, same but, thing with matt striker we had clothesline up there one day and matt striker came and hung out at the booth for like an hour and a half hanging out with us wow you know, telling us crazy stories and all these different things and to me it's just a really cool experience because you get to see these people that are, you know are larger than life to us and still to me and they're just you know regular cool down-to-earth people yeah. So besides House of Glory, what other interview pro- promotions are you, do you guys check out? Uh, like uh, any any other ones on the Eastern Seaboard? Or what, what other promotions do you guys check out? I try to go to Evolve shows. Are always great. You know, FTW is a good time. Um, I definitely always hit up a lot of shows in Brooklyn. Um, I always have a good time. You know, you know what's crazy about the New York indie scene? Not to slight anybody, but there's so much talent from everywhere that. It's a lot of the same guys. I just try to go support who I know, you know, right. like not to leave anybody out. 
But but if there's a show and I'm free, I try to get there. Yeah, right. you're 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 a New York guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Queens. Yeah, we. It, it's funny because uh, for years the indie scene was quiet when it came to wrestling. For for years, it's like it just you, you knew of you know Jersey had their their promotions. Uh, you know the Deer Deer Park had their their shows out there, but NYC really didn't have a lot going on. And then just a few years ago, it just became this explosion that just happened once again. For, for, for indie wrestling and it, it's a, it's a welcoming to see it because like you said, it's not only a promotion that stays locally, it's roster also sees other promotions and they're fighting in other areas. You know, you got like the Anthony and Gangones who goes out and he defends the, the elite championship at another promotion. It's, 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 it's great. I'm loving it. It's and, so cool. Yeah. It's I, a I, great I got wave. it just before I, I got to shout out 2KW and FBW. Right. Raw wrestling too. Yeah, it's 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 a great thing to see that's happening. I'm happy that uh, wrestling has been uh, growing in not and not only New York City alone and and uh, and the east the East Coast as well. But before I continue, you know, just you know, plug away your social media sites and where everybody can get SRG Universe gear. Yeah, and, and I mean, you can check posts. us out. We're at SRG underscore Universe on Instagram. The Facebook page is Facebook backslash Super Show the Game. Um, Twitter is on there too. You know, we got SRG Universe on Twitter. But you guys could definitely like check me out there. You can add me personally on Facebook, Steve Rest. You know, I'm always open to people checking out some of our stuff there. Yeah, I have to do that there because I'm just going to invite you to to all the other groupings that Most we have. Most importantly, for the you know, if you guys are interested in the game, you come to one of our events. We run a lot of events in Long Island. We're looking to do some stuff in Queens, or just stop by our booth and check us out. You know, we usually running demos and stuff. Are you also um since you you mentioning about the uh acquiring you know you got artists coming away? Are you looking to see possibly if anybody can contact you guys or possibly working with you guys as well, artistry Always. and stuff? I will never say no to somebody who's looking to get their name out there. You know, um, we try to maintain a high standard, obviously, but right. if people are ambitious, I'll find something for them to do. Oh, know? that's cool. Even if I just have your name there. We, we're always doing the wrestling games. We work on other projects. We're doing a, um, a project called Southside based on a TV series by Firstborn Productions. You know, if we can have more hands on decks for different things, uh, we'll put you on for stuff. You know, we, we help out with resume building. If you're skilled enough, we'll offer some, you know, compensation if we can. You know, we're just looking to always work with as many people as we can. So anybody listening who feels they have a skill or a talent, no matter what it is, you know, producing music, editing, photos, something, I'll, I'll look for something for you to do. And we got plenty to do here. Yeah, that's dope. Man. And that's, a, and that's, that's, you know, you, you, it's, it, it's tough because not a lot of people do that. And it's also, it's great to hear that, you know, individual like yourself and SRG is able to open up the, the floor to, to, to people who are going to be committed and want to share their creativity. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's rare to hear that. And it's good to hear that you're able to do that. So what, what's, what's the next, what's the next step for the SRG trading cards? Like, what do we have? You know, you just released a new deck. What's, what's going to be, uh, what do you have planned for the forefront? So right now we did a pre-order that we did really, really, you know, exceptionally well. We got a lot of sales all over the U.S., some out of the country. Um, so we're going to release the second full set. It's called the Backlash, and it's going to get it's going to bring back El Super Hombre. This time he's going up against a guy you know who's three quarters mercenary, three quarters Terminator. He's called the Mercenator. And then we got <laughs> Snake Pit. Uh, he's going up against Gropar, the Great and Powerful. Uh, basically like a fortune teller themed 
competitor who found the legendary fighting federation in his crystal ball. That's how he knew how to find the underground league. <laughs> then the third box set is Paulie the Pigeon Pacone, who's one of my favorite competitors. He's basically a, a bare-knuckle boxer who's on the run from the mafia for ripping off casinos and like refusing to throw fights. And he's fighting uh, the dirtiest player in the game, Rob Graves, who's basically... You know your your grave digger character. <laughs> so we got those those matchups are pretty cool. Uh, let me tell you that, uh, that 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 that's some creativity right there. That would take a lot of probably marijuana and drinking for me to come up with stuff like that. That is amazing. It's cool and it's so it's so gimmicky and so wrestling. It's it's so it's it almost reminds me of like listening to 80s style gimmicks like and then it it, it ties into the current to the modern that it's just awesome that just for somebody to play that it, it it's it's something it's such a sight to see. And you said you have like, you know, the tournaments and and and, and leagues going on, right? Yeah, and what we do like when I played that other wrestling game Raw Deal, which again I loved it, but it was basically like your typical we're going to play six rounds. The top people are going to make the playoffs and it ends. We don't really do that. Super Show is built to be like wrestling, meaning, you know, we have a GM host events just like they would host an episode of Raw. So the first round, like, people can square off one-on-one. And then maybe the second round, he says, okay, the winners are in a tag team match. But you could play tag team, triple threat, fatal four, you know, just like you could in real wrestling. Right. So it's, the second round is going to be tag team matches. And whoever won, the two winners are going to face off in a steel cage match. So, like, a steel cage match will have slightly different rules than a single match and all different things like that. So we try to keep the flavor of wrestling in that. So it's just not really, like, a cut and dry, like, everybody plays everybody type thing. You know, if a guy's, you know, right now our current champion, he uses AJ Styles and he's been winning because he, um, he plays a card called Smash with the Trash Can, which, if it gets stopped you lose by disqualification, which he doesn't care because he has uh, the title. title, I lost by disqualification, but I'm still champ. So then the GM could step in and say, all right, you get a rematch, but it's going to be in a cage and there's, there's no disqualification. So he can't cheat to keep his belt. Right. So it makes things a lot of fun like that. That's a, that's that's cool, man. Uh, I, 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 I hear this and I go, I gotta do this. Like I, I have to do this. I'm, I, I, after this interview, I want to go to the website. And I want to start looking up these decks. I gotta get them. It just seems like. And we have cards. We have like title belt cards where if you're the legendary fighting federation, the LFF heavyweight champion, it says on the card, if you lose this match, you have to give the card to your opponent. Wow. So like those things change hands, you know, because we're trying to be a little bit more of like a community game type thing, right? Where. You know, when you have the belt, if you lose, it goes to somebody else. And that makes it cool. You get your one rematch. If you lose, you get to challenge somebody else for the belt. Like I said, I'm I'm just overwhelmed. I'm sitting here going like, when can I start? I want to just start doing this soon. I already know a couple of people who have who bought uh, decks at at, at some of the shows and they're they're still holding them. And I'm like, fuck, I got to get into this. I really do. And, you know, the reception on the game has been so great that people are like, wow, this is actually feels like a wrestling match. And that's really what I set out to do was make a game that felt like you're having a wrestling match. The other game, which I loved, was more like wrestling flavor on a game. Right. You know, Super Show is designed to feel like back and forth. You know, you're never out of it until the three count. You know, you can always kick out and come back. You know, I've had people sit down and playing 
for the first time and they're getting absolutely destroyed. And then somehow they come back, you know, they kick out of two finishes, they hit that finish and they get the three count. And then they're just hooked for life, you know? Wow. Because it has that unpredictability to it. That's cool, man. And how long did it take you to develop, like, the whole, for you to come up with everything, like, you guys to come up with everything? Like, how long, you know, for it to be in this open stages, for you guys to do prototypes? And, I, like, how did it, how did it, how long did it take to put it all together? You know, it's really difficult to put a, a number on it. You know, I had the, um, a board game version of it, and I was working on that, and me and my friends were playing at my kitchen table. It wasn't really a big thing. We were loving it. And then I, you know, adapted it to be a, a trading card game. And I started off trying to pitch it to tops. And when I went in there, I literally had, like, pieces of paper that were cut out. And they almost looked like, ironically enough, fortune cookie things. Because right. I didn't know anything about formatting sizes. So I had this prototype idea with no images and, like, WWE names and logos trying to work with tops. And I really didn't get an opportunity. You know, they said that they would come on board and they didn't that's when i started developing my own characters and stuff so it it probably was like a three to four year process right um but the bulk of the game didn't change too much when it was a card game you know it obviously got refined to be like my whole standpoint is it needs to be as simple as possible like there is complexity where a smarter player will pick up on the strategic elements to it you know, there's a lot of depth to the game, but I try to make it as simple for and as approachable for a first-time player. And that's why I think the game has gotten so popular, where other games have like a 45-minute tutorial period, and there's so many terms and things that a player has to know. You know, it's a super show. I can take you, I can explain it how to play, and then by four or five turns, you're on autopilot. You know how to play. No, oh, okay. Teaching somebody else. Yeah, because yeah, I remember they were like, you know, I remember WWF years ago would have like a board game, or they would have like their, you know, some, some other you know, promotion and stuff would have a, 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 a some type of card game or turn based game, and it didn't seem such, you know, so easy to do. You know, it just seemed like there was you know, more rules and 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 regulations that, that, that it, it looked like he was trying to solve like chinese arithmetic it wasn't didn't seem that simple but as you're saying and from what i've seen from other individuals that they've been able to take the the, the srg games and the super show game and just just go at it you know quick and quick you know quickly uh i i i just i, I just gotta say that you guys are doing great work it's good to see that you guys are out there you know putting out such a solid product and such but i do have some ideas I want to see if maybe you guys might, might want to jump on board in this. Hear me out for a second. Okay. I, I, I've i always wanted to see a uh, fantasy wrestling type of game. As, as we see with fantasy football, you know that fantasy sports is a big thing. But I have yet to see one that's a solid for, for wrestling. Do you think that could actually happen where players could, you know, uh, draft wrestlers from whatever promotion earn points for whatever case do you see that that could actually occur no i think it's viable and if i'm not mistaken i know that wwe was running one a while ago where you you had a budget to spend and you drafted um wrestlers and you got different you got points if they hit a promo you lost points if they used a weapon you know every time they were on tv they they had a point if you hit a finishing move you got a certain amount of points and it was booking like that. And I know that that definitely exists, and there are people that were into that. 
Yeah, because I, I I saw I, when I saw that they were going to get tied in with DraftKings and and such like that, and I, I was hoping that maybe it could happen again or something like that. But I I thought that maybe you know seeing something more broadly could happen with uh you know even just maybe just the the, the top three promotions maybe it could link in. But I know it becomes all copyright stuff and all that. But still, I. I, I figure that 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 could be something that could be fun for for wrestling fans in, in general. Uh, another thing, going on to your apparel and going to to clothesline. You you guys said you were opening up the forum to to other uh, clothing aspects, right? Yes. I, I was thinking about maybe, uh, and you guys can take this and run with it. Uh, you you can keep it. I, I just probably would want a pair. Uh, socks. You know, it's so funny that I was literally going to say that. What I want to do, and I get a lot of criticism, is socks. Yeah. Because for me, I can never have enough socks. I don't know where they go or what happens. But, like, for me to be able to support clothesline socks, I think would be the dopest thing ever. So 100%. Um, I've already taken some steps to look into it, which is really hard because you got to buy, like, crazy bulk to get socks from what I've seen so far. But, but, but I definitely want to do the low-cut ones and the high-top ones. And I, I would even say will. that if you guys are able to do it, you can make them either look like like wrestling boots or like kick pads, like that. <laughs> like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, like I, mean, that. I definitely would love to do socks because I can't get enough of that. And then um, shorts are definitely definite. You know, Shorts and sweatpants will be there in the future because I, I think about you know like what my attire is. And if it was up to me, I would wear sweatpants, you know, basketball shorts and hoodies and T-shirts every day of my life. Well, even um, so, or even I was going to say even underwear where you could make the underwear, let's say boxers, look like yeah. wrestling trunks and it has clothesline across the back. <laughs> like that yeah, kind of look. Be, that's yeah. definitely, you know, sky's the limit with those sort of things. Yeah, like I said, so, you, you guys could take that. I, I just want to want to I just would want to. I will definitely <laughs> send you a pair of socks and underwear when this happens. I'm actually looking into I am. This is, you know, obviously on the record because we're on the radio. I don't know if it's doable, but I think it'd be really, really cool to do like a sporty watch. So that's something we started oh, exploring. Don't, 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 don't even say that because right now I just started drooling. I hear that, and it's just because you know it just goes to how I dress. Like I would love to, you know, we have this the color schemes like the blue and yellow. Like it'd be so cool to have a watch with a blue and yellow band. You know. Oh, the, listen, you say that now, and oh, the listeners right now they're already like looking for the website to start putting pre-orders and don't do that <laughs> so that's that's really something we're looking to do and i feel like the tri- the uh the style is really taking on a, a look of its own because you know obviously people have been loving wearing the shirts with the hats but then they mix and matching you know the shirts with their favorite sports teams hats because it's just the simple colors yeah and their favorite Jordans, and it's really became, like it's taking on a life of its own yeah like i said when like and when you mentioned when you see uh, when you see fans coming in and they're wearing it. it. It's it goes to show you that you know people people are paying attention. You know? Once again, I want to thank you guys for for you know coming down and, and being a part of TRSS. Man, it's awesome. You, you took the time. We were playing email tag for a while, but we finally nailed it. We got we got you guys here uh, representing. Once again, just give all out uh, to social media and how you know everybody could get to the SRG universe. Yeah, check us out SRG underscore universe on Instagram. Uh, Facebook backslash Super Show the Game. Easiest way would be just search SRG Universe in your Facebook. Uh, Duck the Clothesline. Duck the Clothesline on Instagram. Definitely check us out. See all the latest people have been wearing it. Um, if you have shirts, you have clothes, take pictures, share it. We'll post them up on our social media as well, on the Facebook page, on the website. You know, we've we've seen it all over. And it, it just blows me away when I see guys like Sammy Callahan rocking it in London. 
and then regular people in you know the Bronx in California wearing it. So yeah. Yeah, get it those pictures in. Any ideas you have, whether it's Clothesline or SRG Universe, I'm always there to listen and I try to get back to you as soon as I can. You know, obviously, I got a lot going on, but yeah, I'm man. Yeah, you're a busy man. You are a busy man, sir. But once again, Steve, thanks again for being a part of TRSS and make sure. Jay, I had always a pleasure, man. Love what you guys are doing and I uh, can't wait to hear and see more. Yeah. All righty, guys. We'll be back. Uh, once again, thanks you guys for the SRG universe. Check them out, man. These guys are awesome. They got the got, they got some shit, man. Wrestling, wrestling, and clothing wise, get them card games, y'all. All right, we'll be back in a moment. We'll check you out in a minute. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turbuckle Tabloid. Man, I got to thank Amazon Fire Stick and YouTube for giving me the opportunity to watch wrestling in a different matter. I'm not going to say it's illegal, quote unquote, but let's just say I found ways to watch different wrestling without having to, quote unquote, pay for it. For example, I was able to catch up on Ring of Honor. Jesus Christ, that fucking wrestling is so good. Damn. Uh, that, I know you don't watch wrestling, Uncle Fred, but that's some shit that you will watch it and you'll be like, yo, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> like, they do shit that's not the typical wrestling that you know. Like, they do some some extra shit. And it's never that long, drawn-out WWE-type shit where everybody just keeps talking and talking. Like, they fucking do some, they do some wrestling in there. I know you're 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 UFC. not a yeah oh yeah you're a UFC guy. By the way, thanks for mentioning that. I got the UFC two game. I haven't fully played it yet. I've had um Josie's boy play it. He's been giving me the the his review of it. But I got to sit down this weekend and actually knuckle down and and play it. You guys are gonna review that not on next week at episode. Be be ready because next week's episode is not gonna be an episode. It's gonna be a TRSS overtime. Next week's episode is going to be a WrestleMania uh, preview. I'm gonna have uh, I have a I have just basically anybody who's been through the show. They're giving me their opinions of WrestleMania and their picks for each match. So check that out for next week's episode. It's actually gonna be pretty cool. I'm already pasting that together now. But I'm also going to give you guys on the following review, uh, following week, I'm going to give you the review of UFC 2 as well as the show, MLB The Show. I'm getting that next week as well. So you guys check it out. You'll get the reviews from that for me here. But uh, like I said, Ring of Honor has been getting really, really good. Uh, it's it, it's If you guys haven't been able to catch up on it, do so. I got to catch up on Lucha Underground. That's another thing that I got to really catch up with. Thank you, Amazon Firestick, for helping me with that as well. And TNA, TNA has just signed five new wrestlers. Uh, one of them is Cherry Bomb. You guys from the Indies know who she is. The girl can work. She's actually a, a very skilled wrestler. She's been in there with the big boys. Literally, she's fought men. So like, you you can check her out. But uh, yeah, I, I I gotta go to gotta go to the main promotion, man. WWE, and I gotta say that. It, you 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 get what you're watching. This is just the progress of what we're leading to when it comes to WrestleMania. This is just the slow pacing, the slow rolling of what is going to be either the big payoff that WrestleMania is supposed to be, or just basically the 
lack of money shot, let's just say, when you're watching the porn. You just were looking at fucking a guy <laughs> doing it with a condom on. It's just what it is. <laughs> but I've always said that WrestleMania, WWE always finds a way to finds a way to get it right. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying. I'm hoping that it happens this way this year. I, 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 I my 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 prediction will be in in next week's episode. But uh, let's just say that this is what what's happening in WWE. It's just the typical. It's just just the norm. For instance, Vince McMahon has already acknowledged that uh, for the stipulation match between Shane McMahon and The Undertaker in the Hell in a Cell, if Shane wins, he gets control of Raw. Yeah, thanks for banging that one out. (laughs) Um, If Shane wins, he takes control of Raw. If he doesn't win, I guess he's out of the fucking building. And if Undertaker loses, he cannot wrestle at WrestleMania ever again, which is bullshit anyway. The guy only wrestles one fucking time a year anyway, so who the fuck knows what it is. Uh, We have the lead up to which you'll find it'll be KO Mania, which is Kevin Owens defending his Intercontinental Championship, and it looks as though he's going to be doing that in a seven-man ladder match. It's already been set. You got Stardust, you got Zack Ryder, which everybody's up in arms about. It's like, like, why Zack Ryder? And it's like, why not? Fucking R-Truth was in it. Nobody pissed the bitch about that last year, but yet he's in this one, and Zack Ryder's in it, and everybody's like, oh, oh, he hasn't done shit to earn that. Whatever. As well as, uh, I guess, a star, Stardust, Zack Ryder, Dolph Ziggler, uh, it's just a menagerie of fucking The Miz. I, I actually think it's gonna be, that's gonna be a really good match, but let me not even go more into that because I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys that shit next episode. Uh, the, 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 the basically, the, the, the Roman Reigns thing, I'm still, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly saying that they're sweetening this guy's fucking cheers. They're they're piping in audience members cheering for this guy because there's no way this guy's gotten over that fast. I don't believe it. Don't see it. Can't call it. Don't give a fuck what you, what, what anybody thinks. Uh, I I I, I want to say that they're 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 really really working the angle in which that Triple H and Roman should be the main event. That, that that closes the show, but there's rumors going around, and I hate talking about rumors on the show, but this was one that I had to say because I I, I kind of believe that this is actually happening in 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 the, in the foreground. Is Triple H is not happy that Roman Reigns and himself will be closing Mania. He believes that Shane and Undertaker's match should be the closing. He doesn't believe that their match has built enough heat and uh, has been put over enough that they should close it. I, I I agree, and I also think that not every mania has ever had the world championship defended at the main event. But w- what the fuck do I know? I'm just some fucking guy with a with a hat on, with headphones on, talking shit on the mic. So what the fuck do I know? I'm not creative at all. Uh, other than that, I, I I still think that I have faith. Wrestling is my religion, and I guess. WWE is the Messiah. I don't know what the fuck to tell you, but I I still have faith that they're going to find a way to get it right. They've done it before, and I think this year they'll do it right. Speaking of doing it right and doing it well, because apparently it paid off for the Hulkster, seems as though Hulk Hogan has got himself a big payoff. 
that motherfucker for slinging dick. Oh no! Was able to get one hundred and fifteen million dollars from Gawker dot com. Seems as though that the judicial system had faith in the process, saying that they should have not released the video of him having sex with the wife of his best friend at the time, Bubba the Love Sponge. I know. It just sounds like a fucking wrestling shit. It sounds like it's in wrestling, like it's a fucking work, like if it's an angle, but no, people, this is true. Not only was he allowed and allotted $150 million, he was also given an additional $25 million for punitive damages that occurred. So this motherfucker was actually given... The highest honor of being the highest paid porno actor for one film. <laughs> Can you imagine? He and he was the only dude that you ever seen at a fucking in a court hearing with a do rag on that got away with that shit. So congratulations, Hulk. I just hope your wife doesn't dig in your stash because she already took half, well, seventy percent of your shit already. And I ain't see that bitch slamming Andre at WrestleMania. Send in the closer. All right, so you might want to help me chime in with this one because we both probably feel some type of way about this. But I'm gonna I'm gonna open it one way and I'm gonna segue it to another thing. So for this week's setting in the closer is uh, I, I want to talk about the baseball game in which helped to unite two countries who had not seen eye to eye for well over fifty years. And I'm talking about the game in which Cuba and their national team played the United States. And our president, Barack Obama, made his visit to the island. And not many people were happy about that. The game was played. All was love. All was shared. Teammates exchanged jerseys. Everyone was holding hands and building unity. First of all, I got to tell you, before I go on, on on what that's all about, I got to say, if there's one thing I would take from Cuba is I would go in there and I would start investing and grabbing up some mechanics from that place. Yo, them motherfuckers still will make a 57 DeSoto run well. Yo, they have cars there that are still running for real. So I would take a bunch of these fucking mechanics, bring them to the States, teach them how to do just six months of uh, the, the electrical work for cars. And boom, open up a fucking, uh, 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 just a Cuban mechanic fucking business that'll uh-huh. break in millions for me. It'll be crazy. Which is keeping that clean. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. <laughs> but with that being said, we, we, we've come to a time in our age in which we need to start understanding that there are some who feel that change should never occur. There shouldn't be acceptance of what occurred for years past, of what has happened and and damaged us for many, 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 many years. Where we should stick to our old ways and just just, just continue to just be resentful and 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 not give any cares to those who are in need. I gotta tell you, we've lifted the embargo from Cuba. We've opening we're opening up you know, our trades with them slowly but surely. This is something that's been happening and held over our heads for, like I said, well over 50 years. And it takes 
a certain time and a certain movement for that to occur. And I believe that just like in our personal lives, we need to do the same with everything. There comes a time in our lives in which that we need to start making a change and start getting an understanding that holding resentment for such a long time could actually be harmful to us. It could actually be something that carries on and carries forward to not only ourselves in the future, but to those that we love, possibly our children, and to really come to a realization that to open up doorways of acceptance and forgiveness and possibly sharing and trading off what resources and beneficiary materials that we have can make us a better people. I'm now I'm sorry I don't agree though. Yo, you can you you could go back, but I don't agree. I'll tell you this. I'm at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we gotta come to some type of closure with what happens. Now, governmental wise when it comes to what happened with Cuba and the United States. I might even, they, they, I might they, even talk about Cuba. They, no, no, I'm saying they, they could be and I understand well, I know where you're gonna go to with this, but I can understand there's more deeper stuff, you know, there's backstage politics that has happened, you know, we could get, you know, whatever business that comes from that. But for me, I'm looking at the, at the larger scope when it comes to us as humanity. Maybe sometimes after a while that holding down grudges and stuff may, may not be healthy for us any longer. You can have a rebuttal on it. No, I agree with that, what you just said, because the fact is that first of all, Everything that you do in life, you have to start changing with the time. And the only way to change with the time is to have different views on certain things. So you have to have maybe somebody that's younger than you to educate you on what's going on right now. And I'm not going to channel nothing else about how I feel about the world within itself. I'm not. We're going to keep it simple. That's the first time I had a sending the closer where I actually had two people going at that. That's kind of, that was cool. Don't ever do it again. <laughs> I don't want to do it. No, nah, that was, that was pretty cool. I don't want to do it, but it just leaves a topic that like, I really want to talk about, but we don't have the time to talk about That's it. all right. What we'll do is we'll bring you back for Josie's Boy Show, which is Call Me When It's Over. That's the show you guys got to check out, man. TRSS Overtime, Call Me When It's Over with featuring... Josie's boy. Volume two is out. Guys, check it out. Boy is talking lovers and friends. This past episode was relationships being personal and business wise. Give a listen to that. If there's opinions, the boy has suitcases full of them. So check out Josie's boys, lovers and friends. Volume two of Call Me When It's Over. It's out now, guys. Check it out. Be sure once again to check out regular season sports cast facebook page as well as the instagram the regular season sports also check out the youtube page and the twitter rwj santi be sure to check out my snapchat as well waterbed red rw and go to rageworks.net for the downloads it's available on itunes as well as on stitchers but you go straight to rageworks.net you could pretty much get all the downloads that's having to pertain to this show as well as all other podcasts that's under the T, uh, that's under the Rageworks umbrella. You guys could check it out and get everything easily. Just one click, boom, is there. And be sure to check out the shop because you could get the shirts not only for my show, but you can get it for my take radios. 
the Berry Show. They, I mean, excuse me for, uh, uh the uh, Black is the New Black. I believe they, they, you guys could just check it out. And there's a bunch of apparel. There's tons of shit there. Shit. I gotta, I, I gotta buy my own shit. Uncle Fred. Thank you once again for coming down, senor. I, like I said, I haven't seen you in a while. So when you come through, it's just like, so it's a breath of fresh air and a, uh, air of Hennessy and, uh, Orange juice and grapefruit and a lot of other shit. A lot of other shit. And a lot of shit. Once again, just uh, drop drop whatever is going down for you once again. Do you have uh, the tournament that's coming down? And uh, just. I I do have something. Um, Tomorrow, we have a tournament going down at Family Academy starting at 10 o'clock in the morning. Ends at 5. BTG, Bridging the Gap program. Um, 17 under, boys and girls. As well as we have 15 and under um, boys. Um, we're on Instagram, which is... Um, <laughs> BTG. BTG. Underscore. Underscore. Warriors. <laughs> exactly. And then our Facebook is Fred Banks. There you go. You, I, you finally just, came around I just to figured it, huh? that out. Yes. I just figured that out. <laughs> It's good. To, it's good that you finally came around to it. That's all right. Support I, the programs. Uh, yes. Support the pro, listen. Support the programs. Live the gimmick. Make sure you guys are, are constantly, constantly keeping your ear to what we are providing at RageWorks.net. Because uh, let me tell you, it's it. Every day we got something new for you guys, man. Ah, uh, had a good time. It's 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 all fine and dandy. Big shout out to my girl, super super producer Sally. That's my baby over there. She is. She's gonna be a star, man. I'm Amazing. telling you, she's she's gonna be a star, man. You guys better check her out. Oh uh, man, I catch you guys on a rebound, and um, yeah, squash the regular season sportscast. Yeah.